It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Angie, did you see uh, this headline? It was uh, it wasn't in like a national, you know, it, it wasn't a prominent headline, but I just thought it was kind of funny. It was an article that talked about six things you shouldn't have in your bathroom when you go to sell your home because it freaks out potential buyers. Did this this pop across your screen at all? You know, it it didn't until you brought it to light, and then I had to go check it out. So, <laughs> so the, it was basically a list of stories of different weird things that people had in their you know in their homes in their bathrooms, and it said try to avoid you know, putting these things in your home or using your bathroom in these ways. So I thought this was pretty funny. First thing that they had on the list was weird art. So people just had like, you know, people are very interesting sometimes with the art that they choose, but they just, there are certain types of art that could be very odd if you put them up in the bathroom, I suppose. (laughs) Be careful of naked art in the bathrooms. Be careful of naked art in general in your home when you're looking to sell. We all have different tastes. But yeah, I've gone into a couple of listing presentations (laughs) and there was naked art, some being the actual owners, which uh, I mean, if you're a risque like that, I mean, you run with it. But when it comes to selling your home, let's uh, let's take down the the naked art. We should really stop this segment right there. uh, (laughs) I know. Yeah, we're going to get called on by uh, HR right now, right? HR or (laughs) or the FCC, one of the two. yeah, is okay. going to be upset Prefer with Prefer not to be. <laughs> Keep it kosher. That's something I can't imagine doing, putting uh, naked art of myself up around the house. <laughs> Come on, Walter. Why not? Like I said, yeah. we should end the conversation right here. But <laughs> we'll press on. All item, right. Item number two. You know word art. Word art is very popular. Uh, you know, th- different, I don't know. Do you have any word art in your home, Angie? You know, different I don't, rooms? but I know no. what you mean. It's kind of like that cutout stencil and a, yeah. a lot of them more of like sayings and Happiness, just, you know, sir. over the rainbow. Love, yeah. you know, those, uh, those kinds of things. But well, what type of uh, word art are we seeing in the bathrooms? Well, they're just saying you should probably avoid it because uh, <laughs> there's too much innuendo and way too many poop jokes to be made if you put word yeah. art up in the bathroom. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, that no, no word art in your uh, in your bathroom, please. That's right. Uh, we're all hurting for extra storage space, but the bathroom is probably not the best place to utilize for that. They pointed out in the article situations where people had put refrigerators, uh, an extra refrigerator in the bathroom or uh, a, you know, oh, turn it into a pantry, goodness. and that's usually not a great idea. That kind of turns Okay. I mean, off. if you're one of those people, don't hate me, but that's just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's okay to store your, your toothpaste in your bathroom, of course, but when we have, you know, dry goods and a fridge in your bathroom, no, guys, let's not do that, please. I could go for a mini fridge in the bathroom. I mean, I could actually see that being kind of nice. Just have like, have, yeah. a, have a, a beer, a beer fridge. There you go. Yeah, you come in Typical for mow, mowing the lawn and you, <laughs> you want to take a shower and you get out of the shower and, you you know, instead of having to go down to the refrigerator downstairs or something right. like that, you can just go ahead and have your drink there. I'd be there okay with a mini fridge. That, you know, I Full I'm size not hating. Fridge, that's a good thought. <laughs> right. That's a good thought. All right. Too so funny. avoid the food storage, though, as a, as a general rule, perhaps. Uh, right. Cigarette butts just lying on the ground. I don't know oh. who would do that. That just sounds. I mean, just, you know, I, you know, everyone has their things that they do. But, you know, smoking in your home 
is one of the toughest things that we have to overcome whenever it comes time to sell a home because that yeah. eliminates probably about 80, 90% of the buyers who would even consider your home and getting rid of the smell in your home. I mean, I've been in a home before where they took off the pictures off the wall and there was, it was like a yellow square, right? Oh, or gotcha. everything else was yellow and it was white square behind the uh-huh. picture because the nicotine, I guess, on the wall. I mean, it was so bad. And you just really, you can't get that smell out of a home unless you are tearing up the carpets, you know, like you have to completely repaint. I mean, redo everything. So yeah, first of all, let's be clean and tidy when it comes to selling our home. But um, especially don't leave around your cigarette butts in your bathroom. But be careful about smoking in your home as well. Yeah, Just think about the future. It's a tough one. Smart toilets was also on the list because they can freak some people out when you're, <laughs> when you're, you know, they have some toilets that like light up when you walk by them or some that even can like play songs or say hello and do all sorts of random stuff. I have a great stuff. story. Long time ago, I had a friend who got a little bit sick, okay? Um, and we were out at a restaurant and this restaurant had a smart toilet, okay? Oh. And when you, I, I don't, I think she just kind of like pushed a button like she was got sick and then pushed the button trying to see what happened and it sprayed her in her face. What? Like, oh yeah. So it must have been like was a, it bidet a bidet or something. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think in the moment she didn't realize what she was doing. Once again, this is a long time ago, guys. Oh my um, gosh. And uh, completely sprayed herself in the face. Um, got soaked by the bidet. So, but that's, yeah, I that's mean, the I, last thing you want when you're sick. <laughs> getting, gross. Getting a spray of water right in the face. So nasty. So nasty. Oh my gosh. That's funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I could see smart toilets still being a selling feature for people who like the tech. Yeah, stuff, a lot of people but. have some cool smart toilets. I mean, I don't know if that's a you know. I wouldn't put that on the do not do list. Yeah, it's just more of a novelty kind of thing, I guess. Exactly. And then last but not least, um, someone missed the toilet. And that would be something you want to avoid when you're selling your home. That'll definitely freak some buyers out. So try your best to... Just really clean around, you know, the toilet rim Of all the things to clean. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's scrub that, especially if you have little ones. I mean, them little boys, they they miss. I, I... Shoot, my my daughter was little at once, and she even missed somehow. I'm like, how did you <laughs> how did you pee all over the toilet? And you're a girl, so yeah, clean it up. Going above and beyond bathrooms. Uh, also, make sure your pets haven't uh, made any mistakes throughout your home. Right. I can't tell you how many times I have walked through a home and there was a big thing of poop just sitting <laughs> there on the floor. You know, and, and oh it looked like I had been there for a while too, which was the bad part. But nothing will turn away a buyer like uh, poop on the floor, right? Well, we took the uh, level of conversation down to I know. a first grade level. A lot of people are probably here. completely disgusted by us we, right now. We've probably lost some listeners here over the last couple of minutes. Sorry, guys. If Sorry. you've stuck with us, thank you. We're going to uh, transition away from that. But it just I just had to bring it up. I thought it was just <laughs> Mostly for the food storage conversation. That, I, think, I think that's a, deb- a good debate there. So but, gross. So gross. Oh, goodness. Too funny. All right. Well, let's let's raise the intelligence level of the conversation back All up right. then. So this one is actually has to do with like a you know, a good study and looking at data. So we're going to get smarter once again here. Okay. Um, so there was this headline uh, that I saw that uh, just came out. They're, they just are now getting data from the tail end of 2018 on some of these, you know, national statistics and stuff like that. But we can still kind of learn from these things, even though we're already solidly into 2019 here. And it showed that homeowners got richer in 2018. And I think, you know, anybody following the market kind of knew that prices were going up and up and that was going to be a good thing for homeowners and sellers. But home equity from the fourth quarter, so from the tail end of 2017 to the tail end of 2018, so over the course of that year, it increased by 8.1%. And that's an average across the country of about $9,700. 
North Carolina was just slightly below that national average, but still very solid $8,000 average increase for homeowners. So Angie, I'm just curious, obviously, even looking at North Carolina stats, that's not necessarily representative of the triangle. Have you seen similar gains locally, or would you estimate them to be even higher than that? Yeah, I mean, we've seen a great, you know, gain, I would would say, on average, probably about 5% or so, which can be, you know, a good amount, you know, different areas, of course, more, like I know, you mentioned the 8.1. So it really depends on the area. And we service so many areas, it's really tough to just throw out a percentage there. But yeah, I mean, the market definitely was on the ups. Now we did see a shift that took place around probably going into September of 2018. Some areas still are appreciating, but we did see some other locations kind of take a halt and stay stagnant. Um, Some actually started to taper off a teeny bit, you know, but the thing is, is just the prices were increasing too fast and too quickly you know, that at some point it had to stop. But, you know, I I am seeing that, you know, people are taking advantage of their equity, meaning they realize that, you know what, now is an amazing time to sell. You know, you have to be careful on pushing the limits a little bit too much and waiting for the very tip top of the market because none of us know when that's going to happen, right? And then tomorrow, all of a sudden, things could just go downhill. Um, I I don't foresee a huge crash, but eventually we do max out in some areas that we service. I've already seen that. And so I am seeing a lot of homeowners take advantage of their equity, go ahead and sell now. Maybe they're reinvesting. You know, maybe they're, I've seen a lot of investors to take advantage of this is take the equity out of one, reinvest into another, maybe do a 1031 exchange, also, you know, actual homeowners doing that as well. Um, you know, as far as, you know, renovations, I wouldn't see that I'm seeing a lot of people take out maybe in a home equity line against their home because they know they have value to do major renovations, you know, unless they're staying or planning on staying put. Otherwise, we wouldn't, wouldn't advise to do that, right? But yeah, a lot of people are thinking about selling now because you're at the top of the market, take advantage of it, run with it, run with that equity and, you know, go buy something else. Yep, pretty cool to uh, be able to see that you know amount go up over the past year. And to, yeah, what are people doing with that equity, Angie? Or do you see folks who are? Would you say folks are more motivated to sell or more motivated to stay and do those renovations? What's winning out right now? Yeah, I would say most are more motivated to sell. Okay, it's you know let me let me take that cash that you know I've received the equity in the home. Let me take it and let me you know move it elsewhere. Now is a great opportunity that I can now go buy another home because I have enough equity in my current home. So yes, it has caused a huge motivation for people to sell. Year to date, our team, and I I don't quote me on the numbers, but I want to say we've already been on a good 40, 45 listing appointments, um, if not more, maybe, yeah, probably even more. So I mean, all of a sudden, we are getting bombarded with people that are looking to sell because they know that they are at the top of the market and they probably have a decent amount of equity build up. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much uh, what we did, you know, uh, took advantage of the, you know, increase to, uh, we made that move last year. So we kind of fell into that group perfectly to uh, borrow a, I, I don't know if this is a millennial term, or maybe it's even the generation behind uh, behind us, Angie, but uh, we're, we're leveling up on our homes these days due to the increase in, uh, in, in equity, right? 
Sure, yeah. You know, I, I don't know if it's also the term of kind of keeping up with the Joneses, right? We always want the best of the best. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do tend to see a lot of people that they are leveling up per se versus the downsizing. I think the downsizing is more of, you know, the baby boomers, you know, that have too much home and now they, they're the smart ones with their money, right? <laughs> and But the, it's definitely the millennials that are looking to level up. So they make some money off their home. Let's, hey, let's move on up and let's put that money into a larger home. I think you're right. That's just a fancier way of saying keeping up with the Joneses. So a a new age way of saying that. It's too funny. Right, exactly. Well, if anybody's thinking about selling their home here in the near future, Angie, I know one of the cool things that you offer, especially as things start to get more competitive for sellers, you know, more competition probably entering the market here as we enter into the springtime, something we've talked about here on the show before. Um, We may not see homes, you know, going off the shelves quite as quick as in the past. And that causes angst for a lot of people when they think, okay, well, what if I don't sell quickly? What if it takes a long time? Um, is that going to be a very you know stressful equation? I really need to get out of my home quickly. I can't have this thing sure. drag on for a long period of time. And that's why you and your team have started to implement the 29-day home sold guarantee. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's exactly what you just stated, Walter. So it's a 29-day sale guarantee. If we cannot get your home sold in 29 days, we will then sell your home for free. Um, And we feel confident in backing that guarantee just because of our success with selling homes. For example, in 2018, the average days on the market for the triangle were at 23 days, and our team, we were consistent at 11. So we know that we have the tools, we have the marketing, you know, to get your home sold in a timely manner. And so once again, if you're in a position where you need to get your home sold quickly, you know, there's so many situations that could arise that could force you to sell or you know the motivation is there because maybe you have another home that's being built and closing soon so you need to then sell your current home quickly and so if you're thinking about selling your home and you know maybe time is not on your side we do have our 29 day sale guarantee if we do not get your home sold in 29 days then our team at a Cole realty we will sell it for free that's pretty cool so if you want to take advantage of that home sold guarantee find out more about it from Angie Cole Pick up the phone, give a call, or text Angie at 919-538-6477. That's 919-538-6477. Your home sold in 29 days or less, guaranteed, or they'll sell it for free. 919-538-6477. Call or text Angie, 919-538-6477. More around the corner here on the Savvy Realtor. Stay tuned. Let's shine a little light on some of the Triangle's best areas right here on the Neighborhood Spotlight. The Neighborhood Spotlight, one of our favorite parts of the show where we explore different nooks and crannies around the Triangle, introduce you maybe to new neighborhoods that you haven't driven through or explored yet. Maybe you'll find out about a spot in the Triangle that you'd be interested in moving to. Angie, where are you taking us this week on the Neighborhood Spotlight? Yeah, so I thought that we would tie together our listing of the week along with our Neighborhood Spotlight. So I thought we would focus on Carolina Arbors, which Carolina Arbors is developed by Del Webb, uh, which is very well known throughout the states. And 
is an active adult neighborhood, which typically means you need to be a certain age to live in there. But actually, they're a little bit lenient, um, but is definitely geared more towards active adults because of the type of activities they offer, the amenities. You know, there's always something going on daily just to keep everyone up and going, meeting their neighbors out and about. um, So you don't become a recluse right in your home. So it's a very, very neat, well-maintained neighborhood. I'm I'm Uh, not an active adult, uh, Angie, by by age (laughs) definition, but I think I need that. I need somebody getting getting me out, meeting people and saying hello. (laughs) I know. I know. Also, it's maintenance free. (laughs) So, you know, although we have single family homes, it's maintenance free. So you can worry about the interior of your home and you have someone that's taking care of the exterior, which is wonderful. So Carolina Arbors is located right behind Briar Creek. It is a Durham address, but it is right off of T.W. Alexander, right behind Briar Creek. So right down the street from all the shopping and everything you need as far as restaurants, you know, grocery stores and whatnot. They range in square footage from 1,200 square feet up to 3,800 square feet. So all different styles and sizes of homes. Typically, they all do have a two-car garage, which is great. They started construction in 2013. They are still currently building, uh, but they have sold like crazy. So they are, you know, running out a lot. So if you want to get in there, definitely move fast. And there's also now resale happening in the neighborhood too. They range from anywhere about the 200s, probably mid 200s, up to 700,000. So once again, we have a home for everyone, no matter you know, price you're looking at or the um, style and square footage. There's something for everyone here in Carolina Arbors. And we also personally, we just listed uh, a home there as a resale that was built in 2014, located at 1105 Lincoln Mill Drive. So once again, our neighborhood spotlight is Carolina Arbors. If you would like some more information, maybe you're thinking about buying or you're thinking about selling and you already live in that neighborhood, please reach out to me. I would love to give you uh, some guidance and assist you. My phone number is 919-578-3128. Once again, you can call me at 919-578-3128. That'll put you in touch with Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you all throughout the Triangle, an expert when it comes to uh, some of these great neighborhoods that we have in this community. And that's why we like to take the time each week to spotlight some of these really cool areas. So if you're thinking of buying or selling here in the Triangle in the near future and you want to work with a fantastic agent in this community, pick up the phone and give Angie a call. That number that you can, again, reach Angie at is 919-538-6477. You can also text that number and go back and forth with Angie there as well. 919-538-6477. Much more coming up on today's show. That's the Neighborhood Spotlight, and we've got lots around the corner, so stay tuned to the Savvy Realtor. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Barb in Wake Forest. And it's a bit of a long question, so bear with me here for a moment. Uh, Barb says, we were buying a larger home recently. The square footage was listed at $3,250 on Zillow. When we toured the home, the agent handed us a flyer that showed the home as 3,400 square feet. We went under contract because we didn't think that difference was that big of a deal. Then the appraisal came back. Well, guess what? They had the house at only 2,800 square feet. So they dropped essentially 600 
square feet from that previous estimate. We had to back out of the deal because, gosh, the cost per square foot went up so much from the appraisal that we just felt we were now overpaying for the home. How does this happen? Is the appraisal the truest form of the measurements, and could they have messed up or maybe missed a room or two when they were measuring? I feel like there's a lot of moving parts to this, Barb. Yeah. First of all, remember Zillow. Zillow can be completely inaccurate. You know, someone can personally input their home into Zillow. So don't go off of Zillow as far as square footage goes, okay? But it seems like the bigger issue here is the disclosure of the flyer, which I'm assuming was matching MLS, that states the home was 3,400 square feet, but then the appraiser came back and measured 2,800 square feet. Huge discrepancy there, right? It seems like it's too late now that you've lost money. But I would have went through and I would have questioned that a lot more. So first of all, make sure that the appraiser didn't mess up. We, we all make errors, right? All make mistakes. Did he somehow just completely leave a rim off because 600 square foot, that's a lot, right? So make sure that he or she, whoever measured, didn't make a mistake there. And then it's going back to the listing agent. So as a listing specialist, we have the obligation and the duty to make sure that we are either personally measuring our homes or we're paying for a licensed professional to do that. You know, because if we put a certain number into MLS and we're off by a certain amount, there's huge ramifications that come along with that. And so, of course, at that point, whenever you found out the home was truly 2,800 square feet, I see why you feel like you were overpaying. So what I would have advised at that point is to go through and ask these questions first. Make sure the home was measured correctly by the appraiser. Ask the listing agent, how did they come up with their measurements, that we have some you know, variance here. And then if indeed the home was truly 2,800 square feet, I would be asking for a price reduction, right? Because the home is only worth, you know, what it's truly worth as far as what the comparables show. And we need to be focusing on comparables that are in line with the 2,800 square foot. So if you are our buyer, I wouldn't have let you just terminate the deal and walk away from your money because I'm assuming you invested due diligence money, your appraisal money, maybe you started with inspections already. And so you put a lot on the line where that wasn't a mistake that you made. That was a mistake that the listing agent made, or maybe it was an error by the appraiser, but we should have dug a lot deeper. I hope that makes sense. I know that was kind of long-winded there. Well, it's a great point, though, Angie, and it's just a, it sounds like everything just sort of happened and the process just shut down when there should have been a lot more investigating going into that tail end of the process. Yeah, and, and maybe there was. I don't know. But yeah, it just seems like you were very quick to say, oh, I lost money. Well, did no one try to dig deeper and try to save you from losing money, you know, and really get to the bottom of where the issue arise, because it could have been just a simple little error that could have been fixed instead of you guys needing to lose out probably on the home that you loved, lose money. Um, And yeah, it just was a ripple effect, which is a bummer. It is a bummer, but it it does highlight sort of the importance, and sorry that this happened to you, Barb, but, uh, and not saying that, uh, you know, Barb maybe didn't understand the process or have, you know, some of the, you know, understand all the nuances when it comes to the home buying process, Angie, but it does just understand underscore that importance of knowing kind of the proper way for these things to unfold. I mean, every transaction ends up being different. I've certainly learned that over the years of, you know, hosting this show with you and going through, you know, home purchases on my own as well. Everything is different. Every time there's going to be some little things that are that change. But for the most part, there's a standard process that real estate transactions should follow. And it is really helpful as a buyer to kind of understand that process. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's important that, for example, if I was not in this industry, you know, going into it, I'd be blindsided as well. So you need to make sure that you have someone looking out for you and your best interest whenever it comes to purchasing a home. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. 